Welcome to the Big Ideas Show. Today, I'm here with Lynn Beaumont. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We are talking, aren't we, about uh, giving your audience a voice. Yes. Because you've had lots of hats to wear where your audience has been super important. Absolutely. Well, audiences are always important. Yeah, so we're going to be listening, hearing about some of your lessons, aren't we? Okay. The people have got um, after these titles. You're listening to the Big Ideas Show. Featured supporter, Bullfish Glass Services are bespoke high-end glass manufacturers offering outstanding quality and service to help you bring your construction or interior design ideas to life. They share our vision and values of giving people the opportunity to learn, grow and discover their Eureka moment. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on and a bit of a role reversal for you because you're normally on the other side. Yes, it is. It actually, is. Yeah, it's probably more uh, nerve-wracking being this set. No, it's not really. I'm only teasing. But yeah, it is. <laughs> so for those who don't know you, uh, yeah. you're currently on BBC Radio Ken. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Thursday Thursday night. nights at nine o'clock. There we go. Yeah. Um, you're also a former district councillor, uh, a Rotarian and an Age UK trustee. Absolutely. So lots of hats. Yes. And yes. There. Yeah. Most important ones of those being mums and grandmas and things like that. Yeah, all those yeah. other roles. All those other that roles. We play as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come into it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay, and we're going to be talking about, yeah, this idea of giving your audience a voice. Yeah. Because it's common, isn't it, when, when we're, we've got messages to share, we're so focused on what our message is yep. that often people forget, well, what do people want? What's their message in this kind of... It's a conversation and it's a relationship rather than one person just shouting. It is a conversation and it is a relationship and actually if you shout at an audience, they don't listen. In fact, they walk out. (laughs) Uh, And rightly so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Audiences are about... It's a two-way thing and they're probably there in the first place because you have quite strong opinions about something. But as you move forward, you're only going to move forward if you're actually listening to your audience. If you're not guided by your audience, um, then you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's not about what you believe. It's about what you're trying to do for them. And if you're not listening, then you're not going in the right way, are you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and we're going to be coming to looking at kind of the key learning that I think, as we've been chatting about, had you go boom and kind of set off on this path yep. and all these various kind of amazing exciting roles that you've been in but first we're going to learn a little bit more about you okay. um we're going to have some quick fire questions okay on audience and engagement so okay. ready for these okay consume create or curate goodness curate nice okay uh best audience you've ever presented or delivered to probably um the open public meeting we had when uh, the powers that be wanted to close the Royal Victoria Hospital and St John's Church, we couldn't fit in the church hall, we had to go into the church, was packed with hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, there were lots of emotional people, lots of very angry people and that was, that was trying to chair that meeting was quite something. But the most important thing there was uh, to be guided as to what was important to people and what to fight for because mm. it's not about what I believe, it's about what people believed yeah. and it, that's 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 how you set your campaign yeah is what's important to people not what's important to me yeah yeah and i guess yeah. that's where just like the create thing because it's about finding that platform for other people it's a, it's about giving it's about listening it's about giving people a platform to share their ideas and and their feelings and their emotions and their anger yeah. um and and what's behind that yeah and what they want 
Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, what's your favourite thing about what you do? Oh, listening. Nice. Um, yeah, I yeah, I love listening to people because mm. I'm always amazed by by what people say and do, uh, and I love listening to the radio. I've always got the radio on at home, and that's where I can get an awful lot of ideas because somebody will say something, uh, like the the elderly lady who died and left a lot of money to a hospice, but the the story behind that wasn't that she'd left a large amount of money to the hospice but had volunteered to be dropped behind enemy lines in the mm. second world war wow exactly wow yeah yeah how many of us would do that right now and uh yeah quite, quite people are astonishing yeah and do astonishing and everybody has a life story yeah everybody definitely agree with that yeah okay uh best piece of feedback or compliment you've ever received or maybe that stuck with you and was special for you Gosh, that actually happened to me a few weeks ago. Okay. And somebody um, wrote me a thank you saying, thank you uh, for having me on the show. Um, you actually made me feel good by being with you. Mm. And that was the nicest thing I think anybody's ever said. Yeah. That was just, wow. Yeah. I made somebody's day. Aww. That was nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Awesome. Yeah. The power of listening. The power of listening. It's a massive thing. Don't yeah. get me started. I won't, I won't go yeah. into it because... The power yeah. of listening. Uh, who's your ideal audience? There isn't one. Okay. I haven't got an ideal audience. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no. Um, I think lots of people, uh, politicians actually, like to surround themselves by yes people, people who are mm-hmm. going to agree with them, share the same ideas, and, and that would be dreadful to me. Because you're not learning anything. Yes. Yeah. You know? Definitely agree you're with not that. learning. If you've got a day where you didn't learn something new, it's a wasted day. Mm-hmm. And you learn by, by talking to people and listening to people. And yeah. had a fabulous conversation with uh, um, an elderly lady called Rose last night. She's only 94. Uh, who still has the recipes, uh, handwritten, her handwritten recipes that she used to feed because she, she used to cook for the troops. Mm. And I think, wow. That's just extraordinary. Yeah. And, and everybody has an extraordinary story. Everybody. Yeah. The little old man in the calf um, who I, I was talking to about a year, 18 months ago, and I was talking to him. I said, what do you do, John? And he said, oh, I was a para. I said, wow, how many jumps did you do? He said, 33. I said, pardon? I mean, he stands about five foot two. Yeah. And uh, he said, yes, 33. And I said, uh, is there one that sort of stands out above any of the others and he pulled up his shirt to show me these horrific scars and he said yes the one where I was hit with shrapnel on the way down and it's humbling yeah it's humbling and uh, last and where's that where's that in Tontine Street and last night I was talking about the bomb that fell and killed George Spurgeon who mm-hmm. was then the mayor of the town and while we're talking about it on the radio a lady called Margaret phoned and said that was my great grandfather's shop uh, and I was part of the centenary um, celebrations and last last year, and this means so much to me. And I'm thinking, do you know, it's really nice to to be able to do that for somebody. Yeah. And, and and how many other people are out there feeling this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, how do you grab people's attention? How do you grab your audience's attention? By talking about things. Hopefully, they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. 
by talking about things that maybe they didn't know. Yeah. Um, and think, wow, that's that's news, mm-hmm. you know. And if it's local, and it's like we were talking earlier about young carers, how many people know how many young carers there are in Kent? There are ten thousand the registered ones and they need somebody to really fight their corner Mm. and we did a fantastic show and actually the following day uh, I got a message on my phone to say I was so moved by last night's programme we're going to set up a a group for young carers in Folkestone I thought yeah that'll do yeah and if if it's something people love I, I love listening to plays on the radio I just, but if you're talking about something that's emotional and, and people don't know and that's happening around them, then it's important. Mm. It's really important. Yeah. But it's about, I actually ask people, what do you want me to talk about? Yeah. You know, give, I get my ideas by listening to people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're going to come on to, aren't yeah. we? Very much. Okay. Um, what's, uh, and what's the future for audiences and engagement? Oh, it has to be the way forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to keep the powers that be in the, in the MPs and Parliament and government um, in, a, in a sensible place, then you're the people that they have to listen to. Mm. It's the audience they need to listen to. Yeah. Uh, a really good MP is an MP who never, ever forgets who put him where he is, the people who tick those boxes. Mm-hmm. And... Those are the people he needs to be listening to. Yeah. He or she, what am I talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> power uh, to the audience. Power right? to the audience. Yeah. Because it's their audience that put them where they were. Mm. And if they stop remembering that, then they're not a good MP. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's definitely changing, isn't it? We're becoming the audience, the reviewer, all this sort of thing, becoming much more powerful. Yeah, we are. But it's not quite hitting every single sector yep. or area, is it? Those really yep. important ones. But it's starting. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we're not talking about going back to days of general strikes. and, and But people will demonstrate. And last week, I think, it was, in fact, it was, it was last Friday, 2,000 head teachers demonstrated mm. uh, in London. Uh, whoever organised that actually needs shooting. Sorry, I shouldn't really say that. But they do, uh, because why would you organise a demonstration of 2,000 head teachers on a day when no MP is in London? Mm. And it's conference season and there's nobody in Parliament. So why are you demonstrating on a day when there's nobody there? Yeah. Because you, if you're going to organise a demonstration, just take it from me, make sure that you, you choose a good day. Uh, Wednesday uh, is always a good day because they're always in for Prime Minister's questions. Um, And uh, you get in touch with the MP. Anybody can walk into Parliament and green card their MP, Mm -hmm. say, what are you doing about this? And the more of us that do that, the better. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because that's a a way of getting them to listen. Anybody can walk into the House of Commons, Mm -hmm. goes to security, and uh, walk up to the desk and ask for a green card and they fill in their MP's name and you hand it in. And if he's in the building, he has to come and see you. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely taking action. We've Definitely. been touching on that, haven't we? Yeah. Go in and do it. Go and do it. If you want to make a difference rather than lots talking and lots of people moaning. have some fantastic ideas. Maybe don't have the confidence to take the next step to actually make that happen. Yeah. But you can make that happen, and nobody should stop you doing what you truly believe in. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, yeah. good stuff. Okay, those are our quick fire okay. questions. Those are our um, quick fire questions. No, they're not very quick fire, are they? Um, <laughs> That's because I talk a lot. No, no, no. It's my no, quick fire questions. So far. No? You ask those big what, where, when, why, how. how. <laughs> you never get easy answers. Do no, you, you don't. But that's what 
Yeah. I'm on the same page as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, we're talking about giving your audience a voice. And yes. specifically, I want to hear kind of, you mentioned, we've been chatting before, haven't we, about this idea of letting go. Yep. And it goes back to, I mentioned kind of all the stuff you've done. Yeah. And you said there was kind of that one moment or specific thing that changed and, and allowed you to go boom, and then everything's rolling and, and goes Absolutely. from there. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Because I yeah. think it's a very important and powerful it and was, simple message. It, it's what letting go. Mm. Yeah, and up, up until that moment, my life up until that moment, I was a single mum. Uh, I had two daughters, four, two foster sons. Um, so there, there was me plus four, uh, which uh, meant that you really had to be in control of who, what, where, when and how and um, know what everybody was doing, know what the plan was, know the direction everybody was going in, every, everything like mm. that, which is totally earth-shatteringly tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and having to be in control of all of that is actually is not... It doesn't feel right either. No. So um, I had a knock on the door one day and after having a long conversation with a very good friend of mine telling him that nobody's going to knock on your door and change your life, the following day, somebody knocked on my door and changed my life. <laughs> um, and I ended up marrying him. How strange is that? <laughs> um, but did I want to stand to be a counsellor? And I'm saying, what? Because I just... Uh, I, can't, I can't do that. So, of course you can. No, no, I really can't do that. And up until that moment, I'd done lots of things, and I'd done lots of things in the community, and I'd been a school governor, and I'd been a chair of governors for five years, and we'd taken on big projects and new bills and dealt with all sorts of really difficult situations. But up until that point, um, nobody had actually really believed that I could have the confidence to, to do these things. And I think, this is really very odd. So I, I basically said, go away and come back. Uh, in a week and I'll think about it Uh, so I came back in a week actually came back twice in that week I said no I gave you I told you a week go away Um, so I came back in a week I said yes all right, I'll do it because if I'm going to take something on I take it on Mm -hmm. it gets 100% and there was lots going on in family life and and all sorts of things at that point in time but I decided I was going to do it and it changed my life and on, in January 2003 I started working as part of the campaign team for the local Lib Dems and I was working three days a week for them, out campaigning, knocking on doors and mm-hmm. leaflets and, and plans and ideas. And all of a sudden, uh, life was very different. And I suddenly realised it was different because on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I wasn't in charge of, of those days and what yeah. I was going to do, where I was going to go, who I was going to speak to, mm-hmm. or the ideas that might come up that day. Um, and I decided that I actually really liked this and I was going to let go and go with the flow. Yeah. And I knew everybody was safe and everybody was happy and everybody was, it was all going fine and I, I needed to let go and, and just, just go with life, really, mm-hmm. and see, see where this road took me. Yeah. And best decision I ever made. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And lots of people find change difficult. Mm-hmm. I embrace change because I find it really exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. Life is really boring if nothing changes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what was it that your audience was able... What, what did you hear in what they were saying or, or their actions that had you go, you know what, I can do it. Had that kind of something just switches, the light bulb goes on in our mind, doesn't it, and goes, I can do things differently. Yeah, I can do things differently. Mm. And, and being a, a counsellor, and actually anybody out there who cares passionately about where they live... Um, and, and wants to make it a better place, then stand to be a counsellor mm. because they need people to, uh, with that passion, 
to make things better for people. Mm -hmm. And that's all you need is is, is something. And being a counsellor gives you that platform to make that happen Mm -hmm. because it gives you a platform where you go knocking on people's doors or you can hold meetings and you get the chance to listen to your audience. You Mm -hmm. get the chance to listen to lots of people to say, this is what will make my life better. This is what I want you to do for me. And I think that's the way it should be led. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it should be from 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 everybody on the ground who have all the most ridiculously sensible ideas because they're living it every day upwards, not yeah. the other way down. Yeah. So how are some of these ideas fed into the other stuff you've since done? And also the I guess maybe the confidence kind of the fact that someone comes to you and says your audience comes to you and says, we want you to do this. We have confidence in you, even if maybe you don't initially. Oh. How yeah. has that changed and enabled the le- and, and the letting go? What's that enabled? It's incredibly humbling when people vote you into a situation um, where they've given you a platform where you can change things. And you wake up the following day thinking, "What have I done? What What is this about?" Mm-hmm. Um, but it's quite remarkable, and and it's listening. It's about relationship, and it's about listening. Yeah. Um, the politics is is part of it and and should local councils be political it's easy to say no of course they shouldn't be it's always going to be the case mm-hmm. always uh which i actually think is very sad because it stops an awful lot of passionate people standing because they think well i can't stand for that party and i don't stand a hope if i don't stand for that party so i won't stand mm. and that's really sad yeah because there's a huge amount of people out there who do some extraordinarily good things yeah um but with an extra platform, they could do even, yeah. even more. How do we change that then? I know we're going slightly off. Oh, I'd like to go off tangent, but how? Yeah, because that's how a powerful you, thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, uh, to stand for council, um, you need time, you need money, because it costs money to print leaflets mm. and put them through doors, and you need a team. Uh, you need some advisors, and yeah, but you need a team. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you how you can do it. Um, Anne, who was our first police and crime commissioner, stood as an independent against the Conservatives across Kent uh, and a, a Labour Party, UKIP, and everybody else. But everybody expected the Conservatives to take that post. Mm. And Anne um, had been chair of the police and crime commission for a long time and she cared passionately about the police force and she didn't like the idea of police and crime commissioners she was avidly against it Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she sort of woke up one morning and realized that everybody who was going to stand were politicians and they were either want to be mps and they were using this as a stepping stone to becoming an mp Mm -hmm. Um, but she passionately believed that that post should not be a political post the person in charge of the police force and who they're accountable to should not be a politician so she decided to stand as an independent Mm -hmm. so she came to talk to my husband and uh and said will you help me run a campaign will you run my campaign across kent Mm -hmm. um to do this and he said yeah and i was part of that campaign team and there were about 12 of us who were part of Anne's campaign because we believed passionately that it shouldn't be political. And she won. Mm. 
but the time and money, she put in a huge amount of her own money to take that gamble because she cared that passionately. But what struck me about that campaign is that all her friends, I think they're all grandmas and grandpas, all her friends worked every day for four months across Kent and they did it out of friendship. They did it out of belief that she was the right person to do the job, belief that it shouldn't be political, and they gave the time and the passion to back her to do that. It was quite extraordinary. They didn't do it under a political flag. They did it out of belief and friendship. And that was the most amazing team ever. Wow. That's really cool. I really like this idea that it's it's not always about politics. It's about making a difference, being passionate about there's a better way, there's a a bigger opportunity, things we can be doing, and taking action. We've talked a lot about taking action and doing stuff. Yeah rather than it being about the politics yeah. and stuff. which is very And it's hard, because and it shouldn't be about money. Mm. Um, but if you're putting bits of paper through people's doors, on average, it takes about seven bits of paper before you can guarantee somebody's read one. Mm. So putting one leaflet out is a total waste of time. Yeah. So it, it's, it's hard and it's a slog, but it's about listening. It's about engaging with people. It's about knocking on doors and shaking those hands mm. and looking people in the eye saying, what can I do for you? What do you yeah. want me to do yeah. to make this place a better place? Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. so how? let's go back now we've, um, to, to audiences kind of yep. on this idea of, and how it's then translated into how did you end up doing the BBC Radio Kent stuff and then the Rotarian and the other trustee yeah. work? Yeah, the BBC Radio Kent was in January this year, and we're in, what, 2018. I decided that I wasn't going to restand for Parliament or Council. Mm-hmm. Um, the local party needed new blood. Some, sometimes you can overstay. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was something that I needed to not leave behind because I still care passionately, but I needed to do something different. Uh, and it was time to... And I thought, what, do I, what am I going to do now? What shall I do uh, what do I want to do? What have I really enjoyed mm-hmm. doing over the last 15 years? Which bits have I really loved? And to start with, I found radio terrifying because you've only got your voice. Whereas on television, yeah. uh, you've got your hand gestures, you've got your facial yeah. expressions. You've got the what percentage? It's like 80 percent is non-verbal in communication, right? 93. 93. Wow. Seven. And in, 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 if you're standing up slots, in front of an, and yeah. if you're standing up in front of an audience. of the communication is the words that comes out of your mouth. Mm. That's it. And on radio, that's all you've got. Yeah. So that's really hard. Um, And that used to scare me to death. But I fell in love with it. So I got in touch with BBC Radio Kent and said, give us a job. Nice. And uh, so I'm part of this pilot, uh, and there's, what, nine of us, and uh, part of a pilot that, that goes on for about a year. And I'm hoping that that will go on to bigger things. Yeah. I wanted to ask you that, just for the lesson and just that reminder. People will say you've got to go for what you want. Yeah. But we don't and we forget. And yeah. you kind of got me going, right, what do I really want? That, just asking. Yeah. Just putting it out there rather well, than yes, waiting if, for the if perfect time. you don't ask, time. you don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. never a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Never, ever a perfect time. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. You'll never find out. Yeah. And don't be scared of somebody asking you a question you don't know the answer, because that happens every day. I mean, just say, I don't know, but I will find out and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Well, it's the opportunity for learning. I love this idea of anything we don't know. You said about learning, it's a day that you've not learned something is it's not a waste good day. day. Wasted day. So anytime someone hits you with something, you're like, ooh, I don't know. It's like, yeah. there's an opportunity. There's Absolutely. your opportunity to learn, right? Yeah. Or, or learn from then. I don't know. You tell me yeah. a little bit more about yeah. your experience. And, I, and I'll go and look that up because I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. 
Okay, so how does this apply then? Let's take this idea of kind of audience, giving your audience the voice, the power, to kind of tell you what they want and need and listening to them, to um, the Rotarian work that you do and the kind of Age UK and how how do we then translate that? Because it's kind of, I guess it's quite a different, we're going radio, we're talking kind of local council, and then to on, on a more charitable basis. Yeah, but in, in some ways it, it is quite linked. In, in just, just recently there's a, been an awful lot of talk about uh, gangs coming out of London and county lines. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed somebody uh, for the radio a few weeks ago, and I thought, we really need to know this. We really, everybody needs to know mm. what is happening, how they're running drugs, how they're laundering money, uh, how they are sucking young kids into this, and then they're in a situation where they can't pay back and they're getting them to pay back in horrendous ways. Mm. Uh, and we need to do something about this. Yeah. So I thought, I know what I'm going to do. And the person I was interviewing uh, works for, or had set up, he was a retired policeman, and the day after he retired, he set up a not-for-profit organisation called uh, Excelsior Safeguarding. And because he knew what was happening and he cares passionately about it, he spends his time going around schools, uh, youth clubs, uh, people referral units, anywhere, uh, talking about what's happening mm-hmm. and making people aware. Mm. So I thought, OK, we're going to do this. And uh, I've booked him to come and talk to Rotary after lunch on the 22nd of October. Um, but I've also um, invited all the head teachers of the local schools mm-hmm. And I think we've got representation from probably about 10 Rotary clubs. And I'm hoping between us we can then fund these guys to go into all our secondary schools mm. um, and do different workshops or, or um, um, assemblies and yeah. make people aware and tell them what they can do, yeah. give them options of how you get out of this uh, and not to get into it in the first place. Mm. And if that ends up saving a life, it saves a life. Yeah. So it, it, they are linked. Yeah. Definitely. If you can, if you can put them together, they are linked. Yeah. And um, when it when it comes to Age UK, because we're having this huge opening on the twenty sixth of October, Rosemary Schrager, who's coming to open it, is one of the presenters on uh, uh, on the air with BBC Radio Kent. Mm-hmm. So she was part of the new Marigold Hotel, and we're rebranding it and and having a a fun centre called the Marigold Centre for Wellbeing and Arts. So people can do things they've probably never done before in their life. And Rosemary is very kindly coming to own with. So it all... If you, if, you, if you link parts of your life together, it makes a much bigger picture. Yeah, definitely. I can hear the, definitely hear the creator. It's like yeah. your, your kind of personal passion yeah. and interest in people and listening allows you to then be the creator, to then go, right, this is a great charity, this is a great cause we need to be kind of supporting. I like, yeah. If I can enable things to happen uh, or enable other people to do what they want to mm. do, then that's, that's a good thing to do. Mm. Really powerful, important stuff. Yeah. God, I know we could just keep chatting. (laughs) We could keep chatting forever. Um, So is there any kind of final words before we tell people how they can kind of get in touch? I think if you care passionately about something, um, you can make it happen. And you don't ever let anybody tell you you can't. If you can stand up and it's something you believe in, then do it. Good stuff. Simple. Nice. Okay, and if people want to get in touch... Yeah, you can get in touch with me. I'm on Facebook. It's Lynn Beaumont on Facebook. Uh, I'm on uh, lynn.beaumont at googlemail.com anytime. Brilliant. Lynn, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) A big thanks for listening to The Big Ideas Show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment and review. Featured supporter... 
Bullfish Glass Services are bespoke high-end glass manufacturers offering outstanding quality and service to help you bring your construction or interior design ideas to life. They share our vision and values of giving people the opportunity to learn, grow and discover their Eureka moment.